Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast is back for our second season. Bigger and better than ever. Seriously, though, this ish is huge. I'm your host, T-Pain. Every Tuesday, join me and my guest and my co-host for action-packed, hilarious, inspirational conversation. That's right. We're doing T-Pain Tuesday. We got the biggest guests, new drinks, new games, and crazy studio vibes. You already know what it is, and here's Nappy Boy Radio, baby. Listen and subscribe to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio podcast. Season 2 is available now everywhere you get your podcast. You already know what it is. Come on through. Hey guys, today on CarCast, we've got my friend Aaron Hagar joining us again. Uh, we're going to get a little bit into the Ford Bronco Raptor and uh, Ken Block's new Gymkhana video with the all-electric Audi S1 Hunatron. But before we get started, here's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea. No Goldberg today. Goldberg's off filming, filming NCIS Los Angeles. It'll be fun to see his character come back. I invited my good friend Aaron Hagar to come back on to the show. And I know we're kind of getting ready for SEMA as well. Well, good morning, Aaron. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me on again. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm a little rough this morning. <laughs> I was grinding metal, grinding metal all day yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got to mask up. Is that is that a still thing? Still thing? Oh, I was masking up, but this yeah. is what what gets through the mask. Yeah, <laughs> a little crispy. It's the gas. It's the um. Gas. So <laughs> next week's shows, I believe, are going to be a little different. Probably for Carcast and Shift and Steer. Uh, it is SEMA week, so uh, I'm going to be out there uh, running around uh, with our producer, Chris Loxamana, and grabbing uh, a handful of interviews, booth to booth. It's uh, it's actually one of my favorite shows to do uh, over the year. Um, you know, I'm just sort of an aftermarket parts fanatic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aren't um, we all? <laughs> I, and I and I really used to be like an encyclopedia of the parts. Like I would just know everything that was going on out there. And um, I, I think I've lost touch a little bit. And honestly, it really hit like with the COVID thing. And then there wasn't uh, uh, a lot of in-person interviews. And then there was everything was on Zoom. And uh, the SEMA show was canceled. And that was done like virtually. And it wasn't that good the first year. And then the I guess – the second year? Did they do two years off? I don't remember. And then there's another event that we go to called MPMC. It's just like Manufacturers Performance Motorsports Council thing. or And uh, that's an event that I go to usually in January. And it's like speed dating. It's like at a hotel and there's like 40 <laughs> manufacturers there, right? Because Aaron's gone with me a few times. It's totally like speed dating. And uh, and like every 30 minutes, they ring a bell, and then you run to the next suite, yeah. like at a hotel, this next room, and you just sit down with uh, the manufacturers, and they kind of go over all of the new parts that they have launching for the year. 
Um, and they've got a few things like in the room, just like on the coffee table or some displays they set up. And uh, it's a cool event. It's a way to get like a, you know, 25 minute one-on-one conversation with the manufacturers just to kind of feel like what's going on every year. And the yeah. purpose of the event, it's an industry only event. The purpose of the event is for, uh, is for, I guess, media publications, if you will, <laughs> content creators, um, anyone doing uh, car projects for magazines and YouTube and whatever, get a chance to meet with all the companies and go, hey, here's the project for this year. Uh, you know, it's going to be in Hot Rod Magazine or something like that. and Or would they want to do some um, some tech articles like how to install a supercharger on a new C8 Corvette? What does that article look like? And they work with the manufacturers on getting parts involved and whatever. So it's a cool event. And we haven't had that event in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a nice way, too, because at SEMA, you're always inundated with noise and other people, and there's always distractions, and, and you really you really don't have meetings there. You have introductions. And then this other event is more the meetings. The, that's the exactly post- right. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. So, you know, we spoke to uh, we spoke to Mike Spagnola at SEMA to talk a little bit about what the lay of the land is going to be this year. I went through and uh, looked up uh, a handful of the companies that we would – uh, normally run into or an interview or say hi, and uh, I, I noticed that quite a few of them are not there this year. Um, but also, I noticed quite a few um, new exhibitors. I don't know if they're first time exhibitors or maybe two, three years. Like, I and and that part I I get. So yes, some of the big companies will not be there, and that's going to sort of change the landscape and the feeling of the SEMA show. But. Uh, Getting an opportunity to walk around and meet some new people and see some new products is kind of interesting. It's a little tougher to grab interviews with those groups because I oftentimes um, – I book all the interviews ahead of time, right? So I don't know who all the new exhibitors are. Um, so I, I actually have a, a schedule worked out like every 30 minutes I'm jumping into a new booth to grab some interviews. So. Anyway, next next week's shows I think are going to be uh, a handful of interviews from SEMA. Uh, but one thing that I like to do that I've done I think pretty much almost every year that I've gone to SEMA, there might have been one or two years in there, is SEMA does this thing called the New Products Showcase. And they take – they make aisles and aisles of new products just in – glass display shelves, you know, can, you know, like trophy cases. And it's just new products and it's you could you could spend a little bit of time just walking up and down of these aisles and seeing all sorts of new products without even knowing who the companies are yet and there's a little card or a little uh, QR code you can scan to tell you who what the company is, what the product is. It's literally like here's the product. It, you know, it could be from a, a new off-road bumper to a supercharger to new shocks, and it's just there on display, usually in a glass case with a little card that has like the, the manufacturer name, the part name, a couple of sentence, you know, sentence or two about it, and like a retail price. And I would go through and, you know, probably snap pictures of, you know, 30% of the stuff that's in there. And put together a big photo gallery for Facebook just because Instagram doesn't really – doesn't allow me to do like 50, 60, 100 photos. Uh, 
And it's an interesting way to kind of just flip through and go, hey, here's a bunch of new products that are out there. And that's been sort of my uh, one of the things I tried to to hit on every uh, SEMA show. So if you go back to my Motorator Facebook page and look at years past, you'll be able to click through uh, a bunch of those those new products. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to do that again. Um, it's going to be a busy show. It's going to be kind of fun. Um, yeah. So as we uh, get into that um, – you're stressing me out already. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this one's going to be a little bit different. We've got some friends going out there. We've got a few shows to go to and some uh, some events at night, and it's a little bit more uh, relaxed. I've got my schedule planned a little bit uh, better, but with enough sort of like wing it to not you know to be able to do other things and not feel stressed about. I got to be here. I got to be here. I got to be here. I've actually packed most of my interviews. Uh, CarCast interviews into one day, right? Oh, so uh, so I can pick up something later. So like Wednesday while I'm there um, will be the busiest day. And Chris and I will just run around and get as many interviews as, as we can. And and uh, there's there's going to be, you know, it's going to be half a dozen or so, I think. There's only so much you can get. And how many exhibitors do we have this year? Is it like a thousand exhibitors? Or something? Uh, I, I believe there's more than that. So um, uh, don't quote me on this, but there's always been a couple of thousand, maybe three thousand, <laughs> twenty five hundred exhibitors in the past. And, oh, that's right. I, I only see a thousand. That's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> you know, keep in mind we've got that West Hall, which is the expansion right. for the convention center, and they've been building that out a little bit uh, more. Um, building it out, meaning filling it out with more exhibitors. Um, uh, North Hall is always something we want to cruise through, through, cruise through because, you know, our car audio guys are there. A lot of electronics are there. The tools and stuff are there, although that might have been expanded into West Hall now. I'm not quite sure. So um, the Ford out front area has been replaced with uh, with eBay's version. It's an eBay experience. They're going to be drifting and doing some stuff with Hoonigan. Uh, uh-huh. That'll be kind of interesting. And don't forget, if the lines are not long, uh, there's the uh, – the tunnel. There's the boring tunnel with the Teslas in it. So if you need to go from Central Hall to that parking lot over to West Hall, you can go underground and ride in the Tesla. And that's right. And, and not uh, walk as far. And we got to see a little bit of that in, in uh, Ken Block's new video. <laughs> I hadn't yeah. seen it. Yet. I, I hadn't seen that yet. I'm oh, like, that's right. Oh, yes, that yes. Must be the tunnel. That must be the tunnel. <laughs> I was all excited. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, let, let's get into that. I've got some car stuff to, to get into, but Ken Block's got a new video, a new Jim Connor video. It's uh, it's interesting. It's you know he's gone through I think Subaru in the beginning, big thing with Ford. Uh, you know the Hoonigan truck, the Hoonigan Mustang, some really cool stuff. I love the LA video with the Hoonigan Mustang. Um, his new deal is with Audi. And uh, I think he started his like rally career career in an Audi S1. So they sort of wanted to make a new modern interpretation of that car. So they made an all-electric Audi S1 Hoonatron. Right, right, right. And <laughs> yeah, the video is through Vegas. It's through the strips of – you know, the, the strip of Vegas, through some parking garages, through the tunnel and and it's – it was it was cool to see. Uh, you watched yeah. the video, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, 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 my my only opinion is that I think for once, 
um, he needed music. I think for once he needed a soundtrack because that, that, that little Tron noise, it doesn't get you as far, you know, there's not a lot of tire burning. There's not a lot of yeah. engine revving. There's no limiters. It's just, I don't even know what the sound Yeah, yeah. But you know what, you know, what's interesting is because, um, Yes, uh, noticeably there was no soundtrack. I know, but um, silence was key. Yeah, but yeah, but actually a lot less sound completely. Like not a yeah. lot of tire squeal. Like yeah. when he's doing the like the slow motion like smoky donuts and and stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they they cut the sound out of it. You know, they kind of did like they kind of did sort of the stylistic kind of slow-mo thing and it looked cool listen it shot beautifully oh uh, man i mean so, so much work put into it um so much work. And, and, and i think silence was very intentional and and it, and it was it was gorgeous because you focused on it i mean I, I watched it on my phone unfortunately i should have i should have uh, uh streamed it to my giant tv to my obnoxiously big tv so <laughs> i could really get impact but but i i i think the silence was so much part of it because vegas is so noisy and it's so full of life and energy this was the sole thing in vegas other than a few little little appearances and i, I think that that was very cool and very intentional it was a neat video yeah they, they see, always, you, you should definitely uh, go and watch it and there's a video that he did prior to this where he was in germany at audi's uh i guess design studio and they explained the car and what they were doing and the excuse me the design theme for it i i when i watched the video i couldn't help but just think the whole time what does it cost to shut down vegas oh i know I <laughs> and <totally out. laughs> i'm pretty sure that when he did the san francisco Wait, video during the pandemic free. yeah yeah free right <laughs> uh that's a good question. When was it? I don't think he did it during the pandemic. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> but but uh, maybe they threatened and, and Vegas cleared out for the day. <laughs> I, I mean, it was dark. So, but it's not like midnight dark. It's got to be like three in the morning dark, like really yeah. deep hours yeah, of the night. And and you can see when he's going down the strip, it was shut down and there was fans. There was there was people lined up to see what was going on as he shoots out onto the. Under that, and then other than that, they really did a good job of kind of making it like Night of the Comet, like no, like totally. you know what I'm saying, like like yeah, total cool. ghost town there. Um, yeah. So it, that was kind of cool to see. But uh, I think the San Francisco video I read somewhere, and I don't know how accurate it is, but the the permit to the to the city of San Francisco to like do four days of filming and shut down during the off hours, like four nights in a row was like $1 million just to the city. Oh, I so, uh, uh, unless they shot this video for a hundred grand <laughs> and they paid, <laughs> they paid Vegas a million dollars to shut it down. These are not inexpensive things to produce. No, 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 no. I, I mean, that, 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 this is a, this is a full on film. I mean, you're talking all the crew, all the permits, all the everything, Best cameras, drones, you know, high def, 8K, whatever they shot it in. It, it was definitely high tech and, and state of the art. And, and that's they, why like Audi. <laughs> and they, and they got to do it a few times. There's like 50 oh, yeah. different GoPros out there. Of course, when yeah. you watch it, look, it, people ask, uh, uh, is it, is it done in one take? Um, and it's not done in one take. And no. mostly because 
they want to get different angles uh, and different views and um, and they want to – this you don't notice as much, but they want to reuse a particular location like an intersection, intersection or something um, but make it look like a completely different scene because you're doing different stuff in that intersection and you shoot it differently. So you can take like a section of the strip and have them come flying out of a hotel and spin around and then shoot down left. And then you can go, well, we've got the permit. That's the area we're allowed to use. That's what we've paid for. So later in the video, maybe he shoots out from a different direction, the other side, and goes a different you know, turns right instead of left, and and it looks very different. But uh, because you got two different sides of the strip, for example, you're shooting one side and then shooting the other. But that's how you would reuse, <laughs> you know, a particular scene or scenery, if you will, <laughs> uh, because you're only permitted to allow to do so much. Right, and, and and anybody who's ever worked on a film set or seen a film set, I mean, the tagline is "Hurry up and wait." Yes. Because it takes so long to set up shots and so long to set up the lighting and, and get everything and then rehearsals and practice and, and takes. And uh, I, I, I'm curious how many days they, they shot it. I know there was more urgency because it was Vegas, but um, I, I could imagine it had to be a multi-day shoot. I don't think they could get all that in one night. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they got it all in one night. And then it's kind of interesting because um, Vegas is always so busy that mm-hmm. – even scouting it out and then looking at it because you'll see him like come out through a parking garage and the car jumps a little and then you're like, oh, but there's a ramp that they made to get the right angle for it. So somebody yeah. was there measuring and doing stuff. And of course, <laughs> maybe during during work hours, somebody's out there with some, you know, with some equipment trying to measure it and get the angle and go, will it fit here? And will it fit here? And is it going to land right? And And before you even get the permits to try to do it. I don't think we can even begin to imagine how much work and how much science goes into one of those episodes. I mean, it's 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 breathtaking, you know. Well, uh, you can look at the credits because there's a long list of people yeah. involved. <laughs> there's a long list of people. So the car is got uh, golden stick. <laughs> it's uh, the uh, the S one Hunikin Hunatron. The S1 Hunatron. Um, <laughs> it's uh, all electric. It's all wheel drive. It's based off of the uh, the S1 uh, Pikes Peak car, uh, right? Which was from gorgeous. from the eighties, and it's kind of a short wheelbase, uh, crazy aero, big wing in the front, big wing in the back. The style of it is interesting because the rear fender goes straight up and forms the wing as sort of one piece. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's got a, it's got a cool look to it. Um, I know that they were building this other car, um, this Pikes Peak, uh, Porsche and they brought it out to Pikes Peak and I was out there this year. Um, and then I think it broke during the testing. So he never even got to run it. So they brought it out to like, you know, the pre-party event and and you could kind of see it there, but yeah, shit happens. That's racing. It's a brand new car. (laughs) It's the first event. Plus, I mean, I mean, <laughs> when he was hitting the, uh, the the heavy bags, you know, on, on, on yeah, on that's true, yeah, 
I was like, oh, how many, oh, oh, how many wings did they go through? No, I was thinking that too because they're, they're. I, I, don't, I don't care what you put in those things. When you hit them that hard, you're, you're going to break something. Yeah, I. My guess is they were just like foam pebbles, like nothing oh, in course, it, right? Of course, yeah, and then yeah, they, they put, um, you put like a bunch of like baby powder and stuff around it. So when you right, hit it, right. it, it has that poofy kind of smoke thing. However. When he hit it, it did have some weight because if it didn't, if it didn't have weight, it, it, it would have just come up from, from the top and kind of circled and they swung on impact. So if they swung on impact, they, they carried some weight. So, so, so they had that measured out probably in the bottom was sand. So, yeah. So maybe they collapse didn't collapse in the middle when he hit it. It stayed. You know what I mean? Maybe there was a little camera guy inside each bag. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what Aaron's talking about, there's a scene in the video where he goes up at the top of a parking garage and there's a ring uh, with a boxing match and there's heavy bags like all around the corners, you know, kind of the edges of the, the, the roof of this parking garage. And he, that's right. He drifts and, and uses his <laughs> rear, you know, the tail of the car to smack all of these things. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it was it was interesting. It was cool to see uh, a little different uh, for sure. Uh, being electric, the sound and yeah. everything is very yeah. different. It's like, how do you make these episodes? I mean, you know, I, I will admit, I don't know which episode this is. I probably missed a few. Yeah, I think it's but- eleven. Oh man, yeah, I missed, I missed quite a few. But I mean, it's like you know, it. it uh, I like his work. I'm a fan. The cars are beautiful. He's he's a nice guy. I met him a couple times, but um, you know, I, I can't I can't keep up with him all the time. You know, I I, I can't keep up with him. But uh, he keeps him interesting. I gotta say, you know, it's it's like you would think, ah, eh, it's a one trick pony. I've kind of seen it done. Not at all. And, and the e-tron uh, is, or excuse me, that this new Audi one is definitely is definitely another exception. It's it's incredible visually, but it's it's interesting. Even the silence is interesting. You know, the, the little Tron noises are interesting. Um, you know, Vegas, of course, is interesting. And and, uh, and and Ken's driving skills are always just off the map. And he's doing some different stuff in this, too. I noticed, too, what, what, when he's doing the 360s, it, um, <clears throat> the donuts, uh, it, he really stays in place more. Then, 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 like you know, he could he could not have to circle something. If you notice that that wheel stayed planted in the outside corner, yeah, or inside corner, and and uh, and the car kind of went around that one wheel. It's almost like they were able to lock up that one wheel and and, and stay at a central pivot. It was neat, neat stuff, you know. And he was doing a lot more long drifts and three sixties and those long drifts. Yeah, and, a lot of three sixties, a lot of like kind of firing out and spinning around and going. <clears throat> forward again and i wonder if the dynamics of the all-wheel drive because the uh electric yeah so it's it's based off of the rs e-tron gt uh which is an all-wheel drive i think 637 horsepower vehicle um i would imagine that they were able to uh increase the horsepower significantly because you know the e-tron is 637 horsepower but it has to go like 230 miles you know right and in this particular case, they could probably use as much battery as possible and go, well, you've got a 52 mile range, <laughs> right? And, uh, yeah. but we can, we can, we can capitalize on that, on that power and get you a thousand horsepower. Um, but yeah, maybe because of if there's an electric motor on each wheel, you can control the right. speed of that now, which allows them to sort of spin in place, sort of Batmobile-ish exactly. kind of yeah. thing. So I wonder if the dynamics of it are a little bit different. But, you know, he's still hitting his brake and is still doing his slides. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was configured up to be 
much like his other cars. Yeah, but, but you can also see that the characteris- the characteristics of an electric car are quite different. You know, like the mechanics of it are quite different. It's I, I don't think you can modulate it as much as you can uh, a, a, a fuel based car. So uh, I, I think his drifts were different. His turn in points were different. You know, there was a lot of stuff technically being electric that I think was very different. I've heard it's very hard uh, to drive and drift an electric car because it's kind of on or off, you know, right? Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. I wonder how what they can do with sort of, I guess, throttle mapping, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, um, to make that work. But also just the dynamics of power, like a lot of torque on the low end. So hitting hard with the four-wheel spinning and, and uh, you know, just breaking loose four tires is probably uh, different. You don't have to kind of rev it and, like, drop a clutch or anything like that, right? You could just – just the power alone would probably just break that thing loose. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what else is probably amazing is that all these questions we have, he probably answered in an interview documentary that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> there. It's all probably there. It's probably there. But anyway, it's worth a, it's worth a, a shot. Go go yes. check it out. I think it's uh, kind of a fun video. I like Ken, and I think his videos are fun. It, he certainly Absolutely. created a category. You know, like mm-hmm. for everyone else yeah. doing similar things, and then I'm all for it. Why not just go and and uh, try to produce some of this uh, content? It's fun to see, but yeah, this is a it's a cool video. Um, okay, so turning the page, uh, I didn't get a chance to get on this for the past couple of shows because we had some guests on there, but I got an opportunity to drive the Bronco Raptor. Oh. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I've driven several of the Bronco F-150, or sorry, the F-150 Raptors, uh, from the Gen 1s to the Roush 1 to the Gen 2, uh, not the new Raptor R yet. I think maybe they're just doing like a, a, a press drive, like literally as we speak somewhere. Um, now I drove the standard Bronco a little bit off-road at the Bronco Off Rodeo event. I did like a short version, like an hour long version uh, in Vegas prior to SEMA last year. Did get to spend a lot of time out there, but my first driving experience in the Bronco was just getting in there and doing this off road thing and learning some of the, you know, the goat modes and the, you know, the sway bar, disconnect, whatever, all the kind of the off roady features. And admittedly, that's not. My forte, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Aaron onto the show, because Aaron uh, goes in the dirt, lives in the forest. I haven't driven one. I haven't driven. You one. haven't driven know. one yet. That's okay. Because <laughs> they're not British. <laughs> That's well. <laughs> so Bronco Raptor, I will say this. Um, I. I I don't really have an opportunity to go off road. Um, it was not something I really got into. Um, not that I don't think it's interesting and could be a lot of fun because I've done a lot of stuff in the dirt. Um, I've done the high speed stuff as well. I took Raptors on the short course uh, in, in Vegas and jumped the thing and and took out some of their sport like these trophy trucks and hit the f- tabletops and the whoops and the you know and it's it's fun to do. Um, but just living out here in you know sort of the Venice Beach area, 
um, I don't I don't really go out and, and go a lot of camping or overlanding or do any of that stuff. So that being said, uh, I will admit the Bronco Raptor is I'm not the right audience for it. This is not the vehicle for me. Um, so driving it around town, uh, some of the things that I noticed are probably very commonplace for Jeeps and Broncos and off-roaders. So, uh, so bear with me when I just say um, it's loud. The tires make a lot of noise. Uh, the doors feel light and flimsy because they're meant to come off and you don't want to lift them too heavy and there's no sound deadener in them. Um, I The Bronco Raptor is the four-door. I like the size of it. It's about the same height as my truck, my F-150 Lightning, um, and the same width, but much shorter and so easier to park. Um, I... I had it with the hard top and the hard top had like the thin like glue in headliner or whatever they're putting in there. Um, not necessarily, uh, uh, you know, like a dynamat or some sort of sound deadener. Uh, I'm not really sure what they're putting in it. I think it's more cosmetic. So, you know, there's, there's some wind noise, you know, when you're, you're driving that thing and you're, you're on the freeway and you're trying to, you know, make a call or something, people are going to hear a little bit of that noise. So, um, that's what I noticed driving around town with the thing, you know, the big tires you're going to hear, the wind noise you're going to hear. Um, that being said, uh, it's cool as shit. Like, uh, you know, being up, being up that high, knowing its capabilities, um, just trying to, uh, go underneath it and see what's going on. Look at the suspension system, excuse me. Uh, run over curbs or just anything fun like that, just to see how it goes. Like, I'll find, just park here. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> find speed bumps in the neighborhood and do it at sixty miles an hour, just to see what happens. And uh, uh, hear that tire chirp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of that. Yeah, right. Um, I, you know, I, the interior and stuff all kind of designed to be easily cleaned. You know, the typical buttons that are on the steering wheel. Are, are just sort of a like a single rubber button with with graphics on it, so it has like you can kind of wipe it down without getting all dust and dirt within the little crevices, the lines that break the buttons apart. Smart. You know, so you know it, it it had some neat features like that that I thought were very cool, and everything seemed to work really well. Um, I didn't have any if, any issues with like the infotainment system and uh, and stuff like that. I mean. Uh, I, I'm driving the new Z, which we'll get into a, 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 a maybe a, another episode. Um, but already 50% of the time, the new Z, and I like the car. It's cool. It's got good power, um, and it's it's a good a lot of car for the money. 50% of the time, the 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 CarPlay it sinks, but when you hit CarPlay on the infotainment system, it it doesn't do anything, and you can hear somebody like send you a text message, and it beeps through the audio system, but you can't. You know, if you're like listening to the radio and you want to click over to CarPlay to get the message, it doesn't pop up. And then later it randomly does. So there's some, there's some, a couple little issues there. Now, granted, you're saying it's glitchy. It's a little glitchy. It's a little grid glitchy. Now, of course, um, that's just my experience. That won't necessarily be everybody else's experience because when they handed me the car and they're like, here you go, it's a prototype. It's like, gotcha. Right. right. Which means. Glitchy, <laughs> but do they just say that? <laughs> yeah, right. They probably they probably noticed that the CarPlay wouldn't connect or something. And they're like, oh, let's just say it's a prototype. Um, so Bronco Raptor starts at uh, seventy thousand. 
Um, the one I drove was like seventy four thousand and change. Um, I don't. Where does that fit into the Jeep world? More than anything I know, unless unless you got the unless you got the the, the big V eight in it, right? Uh, like the three ninety two Jeep, right? Yeah, the three ninety. Yeah, uh, my Gladiator, fully equipped Mojave was 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 sixty. So yeah, it's 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 quite a bit over. But uh, but they're cool, man. I gotta say, I, I tried to get a Bronco. Uh, I, I wasn't going to get a Gladiator. I was going to get a Bronco. And even with my contacts at Ford, it was like nope. <laughs> so because I wanted the two door hardtop, uh, and if I didn't get a launch edition back then, so I, I I bought a Gladiator. But I I still like the Bronco. I haven't experienced one yet. I haven't driven one. I haven't sat in one. Uh, I've seen them um, when I was shooting with Nicole Johnson. Uh, we were shooting a, an episode of her detour with the Pinsgar recently. And some guy up there on the trail had one and she jumped in it and started doing stuff in it. And, you know, I was a little envious because I wanted to jump in it. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't experienced one. I, I still like them. I'm, I'm on the fence about whether I want to spend another <laughs> 60 or 70 grand I don't have uh, and, and get one. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Go full enchilada. If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah, you know? I, I I think the the Bronco Raptor is probably the way to go if you're gonna if you're gonna get Absolutely. into it. Well, unless your your plan is to do a lot of the modifications yourself. Some people want to do their own yeah. thing. So um, yeah. this has um, this has the BF Goodrich all terrain, the the K zero two tires. Um, it's got the Fox uh, live valve three point one dampers on it. Um, awesome. Thirteen inch wheel travel up front, fourteen in the rear. It's uh. It's how are you going to improve 5, all that? Yeah, five thousand seven hundred and sixty-four pounds, um, which is uh, a bit more than heavy. the four-door Sasqu- Sasquatch version. That's heavy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't look heavy when you look at it. It looks stout, but it doesn't look heavy. It doesn't look heavy, right? It, it doesn't, doesn't look heavy. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the fender flares I think cosmetically um, are not my favorite, but I think uh, the aftermarket can address that. Again, these these vehicles being so modular, you can take so many panels on and off. So many options. Yeah. Um, the three liter. So the engine is a is a three liter V six. It's the twin turbo V six. Uh, it's four hundred and eighteen horsepower and four forty pound feet of torque. Um, yeah, that's enough. And I, it felt quick to me. Uh, I, I think – I don't know. I think car and driver, somebody tested it at 0 to 60 in 5.6 seconds, ran 14 fours in the quarter, quarter mile. But it, but it Yeah, but it, it it felt quick to me. Like it, it was fun to, to kind of, you know, hit those on-ramps and just open it up and see what it does, you know. Well, you know, here's the most interesting thing by you saying it felt quick to me is have you driven a, a Range Rover Evoque? Right. A little four cylinder. Yeah, I think it's a while a, ago. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's an I three or something, you know, less than two hundred horsepower. I mean, it's just a little a little tinker toy, right? That thing gets up and goes. I mean, it you're going like, holy hell, this thing's quick. It appears to get up and go. When, when you look at the statistics on paper, like it ain't that fast. It ain't but that it fast. fast. The the way they can manipulate mapping and torque vectoring and all these things that they have available now can really give you a different experience in, in a vehicle. And, and I find that really impressive that us old school guys of, of give me muscle, give me more power. You almost don't need it. You, you want to compromise and have some efficiency, but you still want that experience. And the, the new mappings that they have are really, really smart. And like you just said, you have the experience of this thing got up and went. 
but it, it obviously has the numbers to 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 to, to complement that. But uh, yeah, it, the driving experience these days is really impressive. I mean, you know, things that are turbocharged, especially you know, they they're working with smaller turbos and sequence and and uh, everything just feels faster and it's a greater experience uh, with less with less uh, uh, displacement, you know? You know, I would I would add to that. With the 10-speed transmission, you can yeah. you can get yeah. a little bit lower gear on, on out of the, you know, out of the hole. And <laughs> I forgot about that 10-speed transmission. That's right. Oh, uh, my God. Most of my speed. vehicles have three or four. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they still weigh more, right? The transmission yeah, yeah. weighs a lot more. Yeah, it's got yeah. three or four giant gears as opposed to 10 little adorable ones. <laughs> right? It's purple, man. It's got a 14-inch diameter. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> And then <laughs> now keep in mind the sensation of speed is there. You get into your, you know, uh, you get into your all electric vehicle and you don't really hear that much. This thing, like right when it starts moving, you hear that wind noise and that tire noise. And you're like, oh, like when we were talking uh, on shift this year a while back, like being on the boat. Yeah. You know, yeah. doing 60 <laughs> miles an hour on a boat feels like you're doing 115, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, you know, the, the driving experience in, in, in an age of, of so much tech, you would think we're, we'd be losing the driving experience. And we do on some vehicles. There's economy cars. There's, there's you know, just your typical commuters. But for the most part, there's something out there for everyone. Everyone, and and the experience that we're getting in some of these vehicles, even the electric vehicles, is pretty thrilling. I have to say, it's yeah. keeping me interested. I, listen, I, I, you you got to come down at some point and drive my Ford Lightning because it's you know oh, it's electric, okay. but it's full size F one fifty, and it it just doesn't like it's cool and it's fun, but it doesn't feel right because you're like it's so big and it shouldn't be going this quick offline oh, and it point. should be making a lot more noise and you're like yeah, and it, it yeah. kind of makes you grin it's kind of like a, a roller coaster um, <laughs> you know awesome. I, I know you guys can go online and dig into the specs of the bronco raptor so i just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on driving it but it of course it has a lot of the cool features you would expect it's got a lot of all the 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 plates and protection underneath. It's even got some like loops and stuff welded uh, around the muffler to guard the shell of the muffler as you're going off roading, and uh, it's got a lot of cool stuff uh, for it. Um, as well, we uh, we talked about the gears, uh, it's got a, a 470 uh, uh, gear in a with uh, Dana axles. Oh yeah. It, it's already equipped. I mean, these guys really, the, the Ford engineering really went after not only the, the heritage and legacy, but, but the off-road capabilities, you know, keeping up with Jeep, who just seems like, well, they own it. Uh, no, we're seeing a lot more Broncos in town in Tahoe and seeing a lot more stuff going through the Rubicon that's not a Jeep. So I love it. I, I think it's great. Bring, bring on the diversity, bring on, you know, competition yields innovation. And uh, I love it, you know. And uh, there's there's a big range here because a Bronco Raptor is roughly twice the cost or more of a of a of a base Bronco. So mm-hmm. um, you can kind of start on any level that you want to and build upon that. And I would say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I've just seen. I, the friends that are in the overlanding space, guys like you and, and Richard Waitis from Magnaflow. Uh, prefer to do a lot of the modifications on your own. You pick what you want. And I think that ability to customize is why Broncos and, of course, Jeeps for a long time, but the Bronco will do well um, with some of the smaller engine options. Like, Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, is, is the big motors and, and the same, you know, in, in off-roading in general, I, I, I don't care that I have a big motor. Uh, I need an efficient motor because if I'm out on the trail for a long distance, you know, I don't want to have range anxiety with, with, with fueling issues. Um, but as long as I can, you know, get through obstacles and get up hills and, and, and carry the weight and the load that I've put into the vehicle, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. And, and four cylinders definitely struggle. Uh, I have a five cylinder turbo diesel in, in one of my vehicles and a six cylinder in the other, uh, uh, uh non-turbo and and they do wonderfully you know the big old v8s you know they can overheat you know you lug them a lot um you know i i think that i think that the uh six the turbo six is probably a really good decision on that unless you're towing you know that then you need you know more torque that's why we use diesels and and such but uh i think for off-roading you i think the six is killing it out there i think it's the perfect it's the perfect engine Let's uh, get into your vehicles real quick. You've got two, basically two overlanding vehicles that you've been working on for a while, and um, it, which works out great because one of them is usually in the shop, <laughs> and, and you have to be able to pick between which one you want. <laughs> you, you know, uh, you pick the, the, the Jeep well, Gladiator that you mentioned. Um, that's part of the decision. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, I mean, let's get a Jeep Gladiator so we can go off-roading and have it be pretty reliable. And then, um, which I know you, you like that thing, but, uh, I would say your favorite wouldn't be that it's, uh, it's the Land Rover, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's an old, it's an old diesel 110 Defender. What year uh, is the, it? Uh, well, it's mixed. <laughs> <laughs> what year did it start off at? 93, 94, 95, 99. It's, it's well, all the above. Uh, you know, and that's the thing is when you import these vintage vehicles, it, it does have an NAS title. But uh, as you import these vintage vehicles, this one's been modified. It's got a 99 TD5 in it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a very rare uh, version of a 110. It's got a safety cage, uh, which is unique to the uh, NASs. Um, this one has been uh, uh, refitted and refurbished in the late nineties, uh, and brought back. And so I had no problem cutting it up recently. Yeah. So I, I, I cut it up and, uh, I cut the roll cage. I put an, uh, IUCAP Icarus roof on it. So it has a, a removable roof. So the whole roof pops up and you can stand up inside the vehicle. And then I had to re-weld and reassemble the safety cage and try to keep as much of its safety features intact, which I, I think I succeeded. Um, but yeah, so, so to me, the Land Rovers are really like the old Jeeps and, and maybe the old Troopers uh, um, are, are, are really the iconic off-road vehicles, you know, and you, you can throw Ford in there too. Um, but, but I, I grew up loving the Land Rovers. So, so this still embodies that for us, which is why I have it. Um, but yeah, we wanted something more reliable. Uh, we're having a, a trip on the early spring to do the Arctic circle. And I would love to take the Defender but uh, yeah, if we have some issues, um, it's going to be really hard to fix. It's going to be really hard to get parts for. Um, we're going to be a lot more remote. I think the Jeep is being petrol as well is, is, is going to be a better drive and more comfortable for my wife and I. And she can drive it too because she doesn't prefer to drive a stick, especially in technicals. So, uh, oh, sorry, I got someone trying to call in here. But um, <clears throat> And so, yeah, for us, we, we have the luxury of having several vehicles. And don't forget, I also have the Pinsgauer. Yeah, um, so yeah. so in, in, in that limitation, the Pinsgauer sits idle a lot. 
because I don't drive it off the mountain because it, it has so little horsepower and so much torque that it's so wonderful off-road locally. I don't want to drive it off the mountain because I'm going to be doing 25 or 30 miles per hour trying to climb back up it. Um, so that's not something I would take out of town. Um, so yeah, you know, they each kind of have their own purpose. And if I had an old Willys or an M38 or an MCJ2A or something, which I've had, same thing. I don't drive those out of town too. There's people that do, but great to go through the Rubicon if you really, really want to work hard and have that experience and, and dress the part and, yeah. and drink out of an old jerry can, you know. But, um, but yeah, it, 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 there's something for everyone. But uh, sometimes I just want to jump in the Jeep and push a button and heat my seat, and my right. steering wheel when it's cold, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and kiss my wife without reaching across the, you know, the globe and, uh, and, and drive through some wilderness. It's, it's great. Or to have my son, who's not as experienced, or my daughter, jump in it and follow us down a trail uh, while we're driving something more challenging like the Defender or the Pinscour. So it's, uh, yeah, we have kind of the perfect scenario. And I have Alucab on on the Defender and on the Gladiator. So so, so we did the Alucab Canopy Camper, which is like a, 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 a cab over. Um, so I removed the tailgate and glued on uh, a, a camper shell. Uh, and it is awesome. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. I saw the pictures uh, recently of of the Land Rover with uh, with the mods and stuff you did on it, um, but you know that one was a little more complicated. That's that's a yeah, that's Harry. an installation. That's a hell of a job. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's to my knowledge, it's never been done. Uh, first of all, no one's going to cut up an NAS because they're worth too much money. But um, uh, the, the it, it just the complications of the safety cage and and the integrity of the safety cage. No one wants to do it, I guess. Um, I did it. It, it wasn't a big deal. I, I had to mod some things. I had to shorten and figure out some new angles, but I used entirely the cage. I figured I'm cutting it up. I'm going to keep cutting it up. And I used parts and pieces and sleeved them on the insides. So they hold some of their structure. The side structure is completely intact. The, the rollover for the driver and passenger is completely intact. Now I made it, I, I took the rear seats out. So it's a two seater now. So we're completely intact. I didn't touch any of that cage. The top portions of the cage um, are gone now, but I have the structure of the Alucab, which is, I don't know how many times more robust than, than the original roof. So I, I say there's still a lot of integrity in there, and I bet you on a rollover, it would still it would still keep us pretty well intact. I think the side of our faces would get completely bashed because, <laughs> I mean, you could barely turn yeah. the thing. You got to roll the window down, stick your elbow out because they're so narrow inside. So, yeah, we're going to get beat to shit, but uh, I think we'll survive. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, it's a cool let's rig. Not that. When, let's not uh, go there. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> when you take it out and test it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not the uh, crashing part, but uh, the right, rig that's yeah, all yeah. kind of built. Like, uh, we're yeah. going to SEMA soon. I assume you're driving out, but you're not going to drive one of – No, I, I, I can't uh, – I want to drive that, but no, it doesn't fit in the parking garage. Uh, yeah, no, we have to drive my wife's little family car. But uh, um, yeah, I wasn't I, sure I'm, if you had to bring something out to also display, right? Cause, no, you know, uh, like, I hope next year. I, you know, I'm working with Alucab and, and OK Off-Road and Northwest Defenders and Tiny Rig and – you know, Kicker and, and all these other wonderful companies. So I'm hoping somebody will want it, um, especially for Overland, having it be probably the only one in the world. I'm hoping that Alucab or OK Off-Road or Tiny Rig or one of these companies will want it out there. Um, you know, I have to go through a distributor 
to get the Alucab stuff, but Alucab's been really supportive and giving me a, a pretty hefty discount on this stuff. And GP Factor's making some cool stuff for the 110 Defenders. So I'm hoping to outfit some stuff with those guys. And so I'm, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping it, it can see SEMA next year. It's got a little bit of battle wound, just enough to still be tidy, but be well used. It's not a trailer queen. I drive this thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I put know. I, at 125,000 miles and I drive it. Um, and the same with the Jeep, you know, the Jeep is typical. I, I haven't done anything special or unique, but kicker is going to completely go through it next year. Um, I, uh, with, with budget, we're going to fully replace the sound system and do some graphics and have some fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. But next year, no, no, the, 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 this year I'm not bringing anything. Uh, I, you know, it's cold now it's in the twenties at night. And, uh, and unless we go somewhere, I I'm kind of booked through, early next year. I, I don't have, I don't have a day literally to do anything. I can't even finish the interior, which I'm really kind of depressed about because I'm hard in it right now. And I have to literally stop. Today's my mom's birthday. I got to yeah. go down to Marin, then SEMA, then New York. And then I got to do commission work for the holidays. I, I, I do a lot of painting. Yeah. during. And when's the uh, big Arctic trip? Uh, I think spring of next year. So it, it's, it's really weather related. So obviously we want to get as far North as we can. So, um, uh, it, it can't be too cold and frozen over. So we have to wait for it to thaw. But if we do it too late in the season, we also run a risk of everything starts to get closed up and some of the ice roads disappear and oh, ice roads. Yeah. It gets pretty <laughs> gnarly. So, so, uh, we, we, we definitely want to, you know, we, we definitely want to hit that spot. Uh, mosquitoes, I think are going to be our biggest factor and, and some fuel range. Um, yeah. so we're up to and fuel and, and the mosquito thing is quite serious. <laughs> Unless you like them. You got like one of those little hats with the. Oh, yeah. With, oh, yeah. You betcha. With yeah. the screens oh, in front of it. But you need, oh, you, you need one of those for pesto, little pesto the dog. You know, I keep thinking, are we going to bring the dog? I don't know if I could be without my dog. I don't know if we can do it for a month and a half. But, uh, oh, my wife's laughing. Yeah, I know. But I don't think he should go. I think it, I think that'll cause us so much stress uh, having him with Tammy you know, keeps saying you should bring Pesto to Vegas because uh, her dogs are gone. I know, but we can't leave him in the hotel. Misha uh, goes to FEMA <laughs> with me most of the time. We can't take him to the event. So uh, what are we going to do? You know, uh, he's going to tell you. Not no. boarding him. I'm not boarding him. So uh, we yeah. don't board our dog with with strangers. <laughs> um, okay. Well, listen, we're going to wrap things up, but uh, I appreciate oh, you. Uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for filling in I with. Thank filling you. in for Goldberg today as uh, as he's filming. Filling for then, Goldberg. Yeah, I better put up some weight. <laughs> <laughs> I got skinny arms. <laughs> um, his uh, his garage is off the hook. That thing he's been building. Oh, I I mean, he's been doing some updates on social media. It's really coming together. Some of the cosmetic stuff is going up. Uh, the facades on the outside and the inside of the building, and it's uh-huh. it's exciting. And then, yeah, as you were saying, uh, you know, being super busy is like, yeah, he's. You know, Barrett Jackson, SEMA, you know, all these events coming up. So he's going to take a break from that. And then when he's going to get home and maybe just see a bunch of this shit done all at once. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be kind of exciting. Shoot, so, shooting big rifles, big pistols, one in each hand. Yes. He does a, quite a bit of that. <laughs> one, one handed. Yes. <laughs> Damn, I've shot that for the recall. And that's definitely a two handed in the shoulder deal. And yeah. he's holding out with a bent elbow. And you're going, Damn, dude. He's, he's, I, <laughs> he's a big boy that plays with some big boy weapons that's for sure 
You know, Matt, I just realized I haven't been to Southern California. I was going to say, I haven't seen your new place, Carlos. I haven't seen, you know, Gold. I haven't seen anything. I think the last time I went to LA, we did a live show at Brad's real quick. Was that almost two years ago? Uh, maybe. Year and a half? Yeah, maybe. Not this year. I don't think I've been to LA this year. Oh, man. Yeah. Poof. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, Leno. I, I owe you some. <laughs> I've got two baskets full of stuff for you. I'll, I'll get it to you eventually. <laughs> yeah, he's been texting me. He's all pissed. He's like, what's going on with Hagar? <laughs> Fucking Hagar. <laughs> well, they sponsored our rally, our, our, our Napa Valley 750 this year. So yeah. I have I have a gift bag and a gift basket full of merch and stuff from the event. And uh, I'm so sorry. I, I haven't I haven't been to SoCal. I just I haven't made it up there. No, no excuse. No well, uh, we'll have to plan something pretty soon. Maybe when you get a little yeah. too cold up there, you come to LA. And it's only oh, you bet something. You bet. <laughs> I want to drive the a... mini winter. <laughs> yeah, right. Take a little break. Uh, all right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, right. Aaron Hagar, thanks so much for uh, for Thank being you. on the show. And until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. own do you rent your home sure you do and it can be hard work you know it's easy bundling your policies with geico geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy it's a good thing too because you have so much to do already around your home why not make it easy go to geico.com get a quote and see just how much you could save it's geico easy visit geico.com today that's geico.com Gather round for Halloween with Pluto TV's 31 Nights of Horror. All month long, Pluto TV is bringing you the best Halloween movies, shows, and more. Watch classic horror movies like The Grudge or The Blair Witch Project. Or scream along with your favorite stars like Ryan Reynolds in life. Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows. The best part, it's so free, it's chilling. No credit card, no sign-up, no fees. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start screaming now.